So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 Whoa. podcast. There, sweet cheeks. What the hell do you think you're doing? No more girls in Formula One, no. that's the rule. No, it's for your own good. Dogs now. Or kids. You sexist Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 podcast that's realised you actually can't see the halo if you put sticks in your eyes. This is my recommendation for the year. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 podcast that has a much tighter back end than in 2017. I've been using suction. <laughs> I've been doing lots of squats. We were quite loose last year. <laughs> Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the only F1 podcast that won't do any joke about Hypersoft being like a flaccid penis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm Chikarez, and in the first episode of the season, we are going to talk about everything that has happened since we last spoke. So that's Halo, Tire Choices, Less women and less Jolian Palmer. That's all to come. And with me is a motoring journalist who also had a testing experience in the snow. It is Phil Tobins. Hello. It's lovely to see you all again. It feels like it's been so long. Do you remember testing, first testing? I do. It's a while ago now. They lost a day because of the snow. In Barcelona, would you believe it? Guess who went to Barcelona on that day? You, Phil me, okay, yeah. yeah. I went to Barcelona to I get away from Facebook. get away from the beast <laughs> in the east, and um, the beast in the east followed you. Can confirm it was even snowier than it was in the UK. So, uh, but I wasn't there for any Formula One. I went there to drive a car that I drove on incredibly icy roads in tyres that are not going to come to the UK. So, I learned very little. What car? Mercedes CLS. Feels like it's quite nice, but on icy. Ice. What well, colour was it? it uh, white. Oh, she's going to make for a brilliant video when it comes out on Auto Trader, which might already be out by the time you hear this. Oh, oh Auto Trader. Sorry, I just said what car? <laughs> <laughs> That's a different company. Yeah. And alongside him is Dr. Doolittle himself. It's Terry Saunders. So, since I've last spoken to you all, I have been talking to the animals. Um, well, I say talking to the animals. Uh, my hamster, who have I mentioned my hamster before? On oh, yes. Several times. So, dead. Oh. <laughs> Terry, Terry missed Sorry. my charity cake sale because his hamster died. Died the same day. Very wow. convenient mm-hmm. hamster. Mm-hmm. But uh, got up in the morning, hamster just kind of sitting there, and I'm like, oh, the hamster's sitting there. What oh. was the hamster's name? Maud. Yeah. Mm. 
Now, <laughs> is that French for? <laughs> yeah. And um, what do you do with a dead hamster? Stuff it. Right. Throw <laughs> so it. I didn't want to stuff it because, <laughs> frankly, I was sick of the thing. Um, can you flush a hamster in the toilet? I didn't want to be the one to find out. I mean, I've definitely had bigger poos, but I didn't didn't know. Area. Uh, yeah. So I thought I haven't got a garden to bury it in. So what do I do? So put it I ran. What? Do you just put it in the bin? I, I didn't know. put it in the bin. We've got a rubbish chute. I could have done a kind of, yeah. you know, at sea burial. From under like a serviette, <laughs> <laughs> just slides out. Bye, Maud. So I rang the vet, and they were like, uh, "Oh, we can cremate him for you." And I was like, "Her? Him? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> How dare they?" So then I thought, well, "I've got to take the hamster to the vet, which is like a twenty-minute walk." But what did you put a hamster in? I didn't have a hamster coffin knocking around. <laughs> so I went to my kitchen cupboards and find a box of Cars water biscuits. Is it going to say Tupperware? No, it's the exact size for a hamster. Wow. So I wrapped the hamster in cotton. It's in probably a, what they made it around. They were like, we need <laughs> yeah. a hamster corpse. These biscuits are hamster size. <laughs> so I wrap the hamster in kitchen roll, pick it up dead, which is freakiest anything. What did it die of? Do you know? Death. If you're a hamster, it's a 50-50 chance you're going to die any day. <laughs> Greenwich hamster syndrome. Pretty pointless existence. So I take to the vets, and they're all very caring. Except they screw up a bit, because they do this kind of... They're really caring. So you go to the reception and go, I'm here about Maud. And they go, oh, OK, have you got her with you? And I put out this cracker box. <laughs> and the woman looks at me like I've just taken a turn on the counter. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, it's a fucking hamster. I'm not going to make a coffin for it. You know, I tried to put it in a shoebox. It was so comically big. But I'd have to stuff it with like ten other hamsters. Did you? Oh, where'd you get ten dead hamsters from on a Tuesday afternoon? Did you shout? It's a cracker. I wish I had, <laughs> but I didn't. But anyway, since then I looked after a dog this weekend. Didn't die. Great. Next dog to do little. Chica, how many animals have you killed in the off season? <laughs> I have 14, actually, oh, and good. all hamsters, because I hate them. <laughs> but I'm really sad about Maud, and sorry about your loss. What have I been up to? Well, today I have been smashing the patriarchy. Again? Wow. Woman of the World Festival. Okay, the what's Woman that? of the World Festival? It's, uh, Is that it's where all the grid girls have gone? Yeah, they've gone to do talks about feminism. It would be great if every talk started off with just a woman in a bikini going... <laughs> Holding a <laughs> <your talk>. sign. <laughs> Testing in Barcelona has just finished and we have been studying the telemetry to give you the lowdown on just how disappointing this season will be. But instead of spreadsheets and graphs and facts, we have asked you to tell us exactly what is going on in what we like to call Listener's Corner. We'll start with the first of frankly loads of non-racing controversies brewed up by F1 during the off-season. Halos! Safety is paramount and stylish cars are now a thing of the past. Halos are here and they're here to stay. Now Daniel Seabergson said, The halo sucks, but not enough to make me stop watching F1. Joe, at Smelly Student, said, Halo is such a non-issue. And Ben Hoopster said, The Ferrari actually makes the halo look good. Italian design flair strikes again. So Ben Hoopster, I can only imagine you're an idiot. Because <laughs> of all the halos, the Ferrari looks the worst because they've painted it bright red and put a Ferrari logo on yeah. the kind of the Y front. Yeah, and then put I a little thing on the top. It's got a little spoiler on the top of it as well. Spoiler's fine. I don't mind the spoiler. Big Ferrari logo as if to say, you can buy this. <laughs> the halo is an extra bit of space that they can squeeze branding into. I think they've used it yeah, well. Because if there's one if there's one logo that the world is not yet aware of, it's Ferrari. <laughs> Ferrari. I mean, we'll come to the McLaren later, which just has Kimoa written all over <laughs> the Probably, halo yeah. on every angle. It's weird. I mean, A, it is here to stay. 
for at least a year. <laughs> it does look rubbish, but who's going to not watch Formula 1 because of it? No one. Formula 1 knows this. Yeah. Everyone who goes, oh, that's it, I'm never going to watch Formula 1 again. Right, well, you are, aren't yeah. you? You're going to watch it. They're the people that said they won't watch Formula 1 without grid girls. When there's different tyres, when it rains, they've always got an excuse <laughs> for not to watch it. Yeah. DRS, oh, I'm never going to watch it again, except for every year I watch it. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. And that's so, why Formula 1 has been having continually enlarging audiences no wait, they oh maybe they have been not no, stopping but watching. Thing is, the audiences haven't been dropping because of Halos and DRS. The audience the audience has been dropping because they can't bloody because see they it. can't afford it because because <laughs> they go, You've got to pay for it. What they realise is we will watch any kind of crap for free, make us pay for any of it, we won't. So let's move on to another subject close to my heart. Grid girls. Now get ready folks, because if the opinion polls are to be believed, most of you are about to disagree with us. Grid girls are gone. Because it's 20 fucking 18 and having women tottering about simply to look pretty is ridiculous. Do you agree, Phil? Yes. Terry? I should say something funny here, shouldn't I? But I do agree, it's stupid. Ryan Simpson says, I really couldn't give a fuck that grid girls are gone. I don't see what they added to the sport apart from the opportunity for men to leer at them. They're 0% of the reason I watch the sport, so it won't affect my enjoyment one bit. The outraged reaction from middle-aged Jaguar-driving white men with delusions of being some sort of middle management James Hunt, out-of-touch bellends who say <laughs> things like do-gooder and PC brigade and think feminism is a dirty word. Frankly, they can fuck all the way off. Right back to the 1970s, where they belong. Ryan Simpson. I, 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 oh. I mean, do we need to add anything to that? Ryan Simpson is an honorary member of F1's sake. Yeah, you win... Yeah. Our respect. Being a, being a white male, he's got enough stuff. <laughs> he doesn't oh, need to win anything. Yeah. Oh, we don't know he's a white male. Oh, I'm presuming. Ryan Simpson. He might not sure. identify as a white male. <laughs> Pretty sure that name is as white as they come. Charles Mussard says, so a group of women have been sacked by men without consultation. Has he got a point? He, he has hasn't got, got a point. point. He hasn't got a point. <laughs> They've not been sacked. They were contractors. Yeah. They've not had their contract renewed. And also, you can't rely on the opinions of all these people going, oh, has anybody asked them about what they feel? Well, obviously, they're not going to like it because they were getting paid for doing a job. Any role, any job that becomes outdated or, or just, you know, isn't there's no call for it anymore. Mm. It's unfortunate that no. you're not going to have that particular line of You're income. right. Nobody doesn't get their contract renewed and says, oh, that was... That was what I wanted, actually. The first time I showed my wife Formula One, and, you know, I've gotten enough of battle on my hands to explain the intricacies of tyre wars and aerodynamics and, you know, this is why not much is going on for two hours, let alone she tunes in and the only women she sees mm. are the ones tottering about in hot pants. Oh, no, they're not all wearing hot pants. Sometimes they wear very nice. Well, they're still just there because they look nice. I mean, I did a lot of tweeting about this. Oh, um, you yeah, certainly you did. did. Wow. So I a lot of trouble. To a point where I attracted right-wing America, which was... Cause you, I mean, you were outstanding. It was like 12 hours non-stop. It was. I didn't do any work that day. What's funny about it is a lot of people thought that I was you, because I was tweeting from the Formula 1 F1, F1S tweet. What's the podcast called again? The only person that would want <laughs> Grid Girls Gone would be a woman. I know. So there's lots of comments going, oh, this, uh, libtard woman is tweeting. I'm just Social like, I'm justice sorry. warriors. I am a middle-class white male. <laughs> to apologise for ruining your yeah. uh, your view. A tweet that got me in a bit of trouble because it was a little bit close to the bone, but I'm still very proud of, was the one that said, we should get all of the uh, grid girls to form a union because they'd be really good at going on strike because they'd be really good at holding up the black Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Undermining every argument I'd made that day. What I particularly liked about your 12-hour um, your, your tirade on Twitter is that you started off with very reasoned 
reasoned and considered arguments about why this was a bad idea, and by the end of it, you were literally just calling people <laughs> <laughs> So in place of the grid girls are grid kids, uh, so that obviously means that F1 is about to be inundated with paedophiles. Finally. This is a genuine argument that happened on Twitter. So <laughs> it's unbelievable. Our, the idea that grown men, at, well, now at ten past two on a Sunday, <laughs> have to have a bit of a hand shuffle... <laughs> And no matter who you put in front of it, so like honestly, men were kind of going, "What? I'm gonna to have to worry about kids now." It's like, no, you don't. You don't have to. You could just watch the sport and maybe speak to your family. I yeah. don't know. I've got a very set routine. <laughs> Every race day, I watch the fly past, and then my flies go down. And then there's the anthem, and I stand to attention. <laughs> and sometimes I weep. So Bryce Davis says, "I think it's a great idea. It will help bring in the younger generation of kids." into F1. Just look at what they do for the tennis with the ball kids. I know that... Sorry, I'm just imagining, like, middle-aged guys running around picking up tennis balls. I know that this has a very positive impact on the support of tennis amongst children. The problem is, me and Phil independently and at the same time came up with the great idea of grid dogs. (laughs) (laughs) And grid dogs are better in every way. So I think... Grid girls, bad idea. Grid kids, good idea. Grid dogs, great, great idea. idea. <laughs> so it would be amazing. more dogs to get involved just, in Formula 1. Well, you could, you could have a... I mean, I, the more I think about this, the more I'm annoyed that they're doing grid kids. Are you envisaging the same dogs each race or like local dogs? Local the same dogs. breed. Because I'm thinking oh, you could... You could each team has their own breed. Oh. Well, you could establish like a so sort of cult of personality around each dog. Oh, yeah. With the, dog leader, the doggy daycare leaderboard could be the... The way for going forward. The yeah. FF1 S Fantasy Crafts. <laughs> so now we have news on our 2017 FF1 S Driver of the Year. Yay. Yay! We were all convinced that Julian Palmer wouldn't find a seat in F1 this year, but we were wrong. He's picked up a lucrative seat behind a microphone for BBC Radio 5 Live. Alongside friend with benefits of the podcast, Jack Nichols, which is a bit awkward. Tristan Clayton said, I hope the Beeb have stocked up on microphone spare parts. Ooh, that's good. Scott Crawford said, I sincerely hope that Joyless's dad hangs about like a sad potato in the back of the Beeb. I, I think mean, he's moved on to another child now. No. The weird thing is he seems to have not, which is <laughs> well, odd. Will Palmer, the better driver. Willie or won't he Palmer is oh. his full name. It's funny that Jolian Palmer has followed exactly in his father's footsteps mm. of going from utterly shit Formula 1 career to undoubtedly shit commentary See, career I'm going to be controversial here I've only heard one programme so far with Jolian on it I thought he was actually quite good, why, good why, he was a lot he like? better at talking about F1 than he was at doing was F1 was he funny? well that's not hard no he wasn't funny but he's quite knowledgeable because he's been there and he knows everybody in it and he knows what's going on I thought he actually gave some quite interesting insight do you reckon he'd come on this? I very very much doubt it <laughs> It's tricky, isn't it? Because he has been there, and he does know people, but those people don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sort of makes him pretty synchronous to us, doesn't it? Because we've been, we've been in the industry, and they don't like us. They don't really know I us. I don't think either, they know though. us. No, that's the true. That I mean, do they us. really know Julian Palmer? Oh, are you saying that we're going to have a... It's, this is like a, a sports movie where we're going to find out the real Julian Palmer this year, <laughs> which is someone pretty boring. <laughs> I wish him all the best. He is our 2017 Driver of the Year. Our 2016 Driver of the Year is now a Ferrari test driver. How did that happen? 
<laughs> He's wearing we, the most we expensive headphones talent. in Formula One. Big up Palmer when Kvyat is now an official Ferrari test driver. Yeah, what a big move on from being a podium scorer with Red Bull to now sitting at the back of the garage with some What's better, on. sitting at the back of the garage on a Ferrari salary or having people like us take the piss out of you on Radio 5? We're, we're not getting on Radio 5. Phone-ins. There are phone-ins, Phil. <laughs> we can get in on the phone-ins. In other news, Carmen Jorda is talking utter shit again. The very attractive and comically slow racing driver who somehow got appointed as the FIA's Women in Motorsport Commission said that women have less of a physical issue driving Formula E cars than Formula One and was promptly rounded on by the entire internet. She also suggested that there should be a women-only championship. I've got a theory about uh, Carmen Jorda is that she's not a real person at all mm-hmm. and she's in fact Sid James in a wig because <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way to make any of her comments make sense go yeah ah, ah, it'll be oh, it'll be great if we have a women only championship boy <laughs> <laughs> tell you what Sid James looks bloody good in a wig so what was, what was the argument? Why can't they uh, Well, why, I mean, why are Formula E better? In fairness to her... It's somebody too for them with their Bristol's getting in the way. Somebody in Aston... The asked, menstrual cycle so, she, just, she, just doesn't work. She had uh, driven a Formula E car just mm. as like a demo thing and somebody said, is it easier than a Formula 1 car? And she was like, oh, and she basically went into this sort of speech about... You know, uh, yeah, it is much easier. It's only when you get to like Formula 1 and Formula 2 they're quite, they're quite difficult to drive. But the trouble is, she's she is on the board of, of, of women. You know, she's on the board of the Women in Motorsport Commission. She should know that whatever she says is going to be interpreted by the press to say that essentially women can't drive Formula One and Formula Two cars because they're that. too weak. She shouldn't be in the bloody job to start with. She's a hopeless racing driver. Hey, 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 hey! Don't be sexist here. No, <laughs> not because she's a woman. Because really? she's shit. That's fine. Because she's shit. Yeah, she's an awful racing driver that has just was. She's a woman because she's shit. You said <laughs> what? That's what you said. That's not what I said. He, he left a comma. Not because she's a woman, comma, because she's shit. Oh, okay. Yes. But if you take the comma out and cut that, <laughs> he did say a woman because she's shit. <laughs> I know how you manipulate you people in the media. And so finally, we found out that F1 is being streamed, but not in the UK. Yay. Yay. But also, oh. Well, I mean, how long have we been wanting this to happen? The main reason F1 is hemorrhaging fans is because nobody can mm. bloody watch it. And they are at least planning to stream it online so you don't have to pay a bajillion pounds to mm-hmm. for example Sky to watch it unfortunately in the UK you still have to pay a bajillion pounds so to who, Sky who gets now. it some countries where there isn't which countries some of the countries all of the countries that aren't <laughs> us basically yeah some, some Germany others. France all of the countries Italy you don't know that you're just I'm making up, up. But, um, but basically yeah they get this new super duper Fall one straight down your wire into your face. That's how they're marketing it, yeah. Straight down your wire into your face. Sponsored by Heineken. And we have to put up with Now TV. Oh, well, I've actually paid, I've subscribed to the, the full Formula subscribed? One channel on, on my Sky Can package. I have a Sky Go password? No. Oh, I thought you were on the spot. Oh, no, you just said no. Oh, I thought yeah. you were going to be polite and be like, oh, well, think about it. But nope, I need no. them all. I like all to right. watch it on three different devices at the same time. <laughs> just in case I look away. Always got it on the toilet. I mean, it's kind of good news for lots of countries. Except ours. I don't know how much they're going to... Do we know how much they're charging for it? It's about it's sort of depends on pounds a, a month. It's like Netflix. Oh, that's fine. I would, I would pay that. Rather than the, well, £18 for Sky F1 I pay, which is only for standard definition. And, no. uh, that's on And that's on top of the full Sky package that I have to get. 18 quid a month? 
That yeah, that's on top of the standard twenty well, something quid. So it's basically forty quid a month I pay for Sky F One, which is bollocks. Do you so get Sky I draw movies? No. Simpsons? I get I get the comedy Paramount Comedy Channel. So tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet at for F One Sake or find us on Facebook where we're for F One Sake, or you can email us at wrong at ff1s.com. <laughs> And so now for the new season, let's start by going through the teams, the liveries and the testings. So we're going to start with Mercedes. Now, I don't know about you, but I am very excited about the Mercedes AMG F1 W09EQ Power Plus. It really rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Now, it does look like last year's car, but with a halo. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Whilst the other teams have been messing around with all sorts, Mercedes have just upgraded what was already a mighty car. But what is going to happen this year? They're going to run away with it. Well, I watched the Mercedes launch mm-hmm. <coughs> live streamed online. And there was this amazing... Did anyone else watch it? Nope. Uh, there was this amazing moment where they did this kind of build-up. It was like a countdown going on for bloody ages. Oh, no, I did watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like in the distance. Yeah, and then the car kind of is driven up, probably by Bottas, because let's face it, Hamilton wasn't, <laughs> was busy. And then it kind of drives up. And then they do all these kind of flashy lights. And then you just see this bloke with like a little mini stepladder kind of push the stepladder in. And I was just there going, this is like a multi-million pound team who are saying we're the highlight of everything. We've won the last four years. And yeah, here's a bloke with a stepladder in practically. <laughs> Hello. All right. All right so you, you can bet that was like a carbon fibre stepladder though. Oh, it was the best stepladder money can buy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what's the chances? They're, they're, they looked ominously good in testing almost too good like every tyre everything they they slapped onto it they just went but really really fast didn't this, break down this did happen with Ferrari last year we all <laughs> thought Ferrari were going to change the world well Ferrari were fastest again this year but nah, I've yeah. been listening to some some peeps uh, who know what they're talking about some who've been crunching peeps. numbers mostly Gary Anderson on Autosport mm-hmm. uh, who's sort of you know been chiselling into the numbers and the variables and he reckons they're a country mile ahead of everybody it's going to be Mercedes to throw away again it does seem to be last year Mercedes almost didn't win and that was in hindsight of this generation that is the year that other teams could have won that was that was Ferrari's chance yeah and they did and they blew it and Mercedes <laughs> went oh shit we we should probably try this year <laughs> and they've gone alright and now they've got a car that can drive around faster and longer and happier and harder and Bottas isn't going to have a chance so it's another Hamilton year yeah so I say let's reconvene this time next year. <laughs> yeah. Done. Red Bull. Red Bull teased the world with a fancy testing livery that didn't even make it to testing. Then blasted around Barcelona looking fully planted to the ground. Can the detuned Renault, sorry, tag Hoi <laughs> do enough to mix with the big boys? It's, no. Well, it's been looking, there's, I've heard talk that it might be maybe ahead of the Ferrari it could be ahead of the Ferrari it's not, uh, it'll there's be a long be way behind the Mercedes no it's going to be a long way behind Mercedes so the but there, I mean basically there's going to be the three big teams there's going to be Mercedes at the mm-hmm. top and there's going to be Ferrari and Red Bull behind so wait a minute everybody else behind McLaren that. have got the same engine they're going to be up there surely I, no spoilers but we're going to be talking about McLaren in a bit oh. but spoilers 
Back to livery. Is Red Bull Matt again? It's Matt again. But the let's talk about this testing livery. I quite thing, well. This testing testing in inverted commas yeah, livery. Launch livery. They had this kind of crazy like blue and black testing livery that frankly I thought was rubbish. <laughs> but everyone went, oh, that's really amazing. Well, it was different, wasn't oh, it? Oh, oh, Red Bull should. It wasn't it. what we expected, which is nice. But you know, I mean, they'd gone to the effort of putting it on a real car, and then they rolled up the testing with their normal kind of yellow. Blue and red, whatever colours that is. Maybe this year's last year's car. It looks, it looks the same as last year, from what I remember, doesn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah. But what about performance in testing? Looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. It appears that Adrian Newey has gone. I finished my book. I'm going to do some work <laughs> on the car. I've been reading Adrian Newey's book. Actually. I've read Adrian. Newey's I haven't book. finished it yet, but oh, I finished it. It's good. Spoiler alert. Uh, he got bored, and then he <laughs> came back to Red Bull. He's already gone on record and said, "Yeah, the Mercedes looks a lot faster." Well, he would say that, wouldn't he? I mean, job. yeah, but well, Red Bull in the last few years have been really good at being rubbish at the start of the year and then getting really good as the year goes on. And this year they've tried really hard to be good at the start of the year. Do you think they get rubbish then? Well, <laughs> it would be great if they got rubbish as the season <laughs> went on. Just get slower and slower. Yeah, we've got as limited resources. It's just moot. Like they're not. The Mercedes is so far ahead. What's the point? They're going to have to be. It's going to be, a, a, I think, a case this year of who's going to be around when Mercedes fucks up. Yeah. And who do you think it will be? Probably Red Bull. Red Bull at the start, by the not look Ferrari? of it. Not Ferrari. Well, who knows? Because they did have one. They set the fastest time. They set the fastest time ever around Barcelona, didn't they? Vettel did. Which suggests there is some pace there, although who knows how much fuel they had in the car. Was it Vettel? Yeah, I think so. But the people that know things, i.e. not us, suggest that maybe it's not quite as quick as the Red Bull. But it looks like it's going to be close. So Ferrari, the new Ferrari SF71H was revealed on the same day as Mercedes and it turns out to be quite fast. But as I said, exactly the same thing happened last season. And like last season, they are not shouting about it. Could it be because they don't have big egos or (laughs) the reality is they don't talk about anything to anyone? Well, they're certainly not talking about anything about anyone in the last couple of years. Okay, we need to have some technical stuff here, and I do apologise to our normal listeners who don't like us talking about technical stuff, but as far as I understand it, they've gone for... Now, Phil, I may need your technical expertise here. Yep, I've been doing a lot of homework. They've gone for either a longer or a shorter wheelbase. <laughs> Hadn't done the homework on that, don't know. Right, Great. they've gone for one of those. Did different homework. <laughs> but they've gone for one of those things. Yeah, they've, they've definitely... A got longer and or shorter wheelbase. Well, Terry, they've definitely got a wheelbase this year. What is a wheelbase? <laughs> wheelbase is the distance between the front and back axle. Some distance is definitely yeah. there. Basically, the wheelbase will have an impact on the behaviour of a car. So the longer the wheelbase probably the slightly uh, easier it is to handle. So, for instance, a family car <laughs> would have a wheelbase of two adults' length, <laughs> whereas a Formula One car has got one adult, but they've got their knees bent. I don't even know where to go from there. What's your research, Phil? My research was on side pods. Basically, the Ferrari's got some, some techie side pods. Okay, thanks. Thanks for helping your... <laughs> Research. A good hour of reading that was. The mirrors. Yeah. You said about their the mirrors. Mir- basically, the mirrors, the mirrors, and all the side pods. They're very, aer- very aerodynamically different to before. Clever, and it all funnels air through in a very clever way. And as we all know, clever air equals speed. It's the first thing you learn in aerodynamic school. I think that this year's cars are getting close to the monstrosities of 2008 
when there were stupid little bits of fucking car everywhere. We didn't get to get the little bunny ears coming off the yeah. nose soon little, again. Little things sticking up, pointing the air in Flicks the right direction. Flicks and winglets. Do you not think they already look a bit like that, though? They're so thin. I quite like those. No, no They no, make no, for no. shitty racing because nobody no. can follow everybody. But look, look at a kind of 1990s front wing where it's just like... A, a line. straight line. Like they just put a ruler on it. And we now we've got these kind of like it's massaging like the, the front air wing of the, the Red Bull. Looks like if Adrian knew, he went, if I could have hair again, it would be like <laughs> this. It's like this kind of flancy kind of fringe. You go, oh, this would be what I want. Wavy. <laughs> Force India. Now Force India might change its name, but nobody is sure. It is still rinky dink pink and has the same two drivers as last year. The testing was solid, but it wasn't impressive. And the midfield fight should be a lot tougher this year. But will there be giant killers again? Well, do you mean giant killers or giant killers? I mean, either's fine. Giant killers. Okay. It's going to be more difficult for them this year. But having said that, I wrote them off the last two seasons and they were pretty sure the pre-season podcast last year, I went off on how they are awful and they've got no chance. Yeah. They finished fourth. So, on that respect, I think they got a good chance this year. Oh, food. Have we got some burgers? So, after Force India, we had a meal, but now we are back to Renault. So, Renault is still yellow, but it's a bit less yellow than the initial photos looked. Now, how do you reckon they'll do without Palmer? Will more cash affect their performance? Can they spend another year saying they're not quite ready? No. I mean, this is a year they have to be not shit. They've got to start performing pretty reasonably. So the history of Renault is, let's see if we can get this right, the Renault team were owned by Renault, Mm -hmm. then they cheated, let's never forget the cheating at the 2008 Singapore Grand Prix with Crashgate, big scandal, Renault backed away, as in the car company, and said, we don't want any part of this anymore, but confusingly, you can still call the team Renault. (laughs) Well, it became Lotus. But then, no, it took a while to become Lotus, Then, then it became Lotus, but it was Lotus Renault, whilst there were, let's not forget, two teams called Lotus yeah, Renault right. at the same time. One of which became Caterham. And then Renault bought Renault back yeah. from Lotus. Yeah. But actually, it was a company called Jenny. No, Genii. Genii, who Jenny. took the Renault. <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. Jenny Cavd, my Jenny. Who took. T- I'm still Jenny from the block. What block? Endstone. <laughs> and um, so then Renault were actually a, a hedge fund called Genii who took all the money from the team because they wanted more money from Renault but Renault didn't give it. Then Renault bought the team back a couple of years ago and said it's going to take us a few years to get to where we were when we cheated 10 years ago and now that's where we are now. Yeah. So there's no excuse anymore to be a shit team with a good name. Yeah. And they've got signs, so... They've signed signs. Very positive signs. <laughs> good. I'm just disappointed because when the first picture came out, the car looked fluorescent, highlighted yeah, yellow. Yeah, it did. And it looked amazing. It looked really cool. And it turns out it was just a dodgy photo. Yeah. They'd gone to snap And also, as they turned it, it was less yellow. At the sides, it's just black. Well, yeah, that, exactly. no, that was cool. I quite like the fact that it was no, the black with like the that. splashes of yellow. It was like, like they like highlighted the middle. But yeah, no, it's it's much more traditional I Renault like yellow. I like high-vis jacket kind it of looked, car. But it looked fluorescent. That was amazing. Yeah, it looked, did look good. But, but it um, is not. It's just yellow. But yeah, anyway, to, to answer your question, well, they have to be at least as good as McLaren this year because obviously now we <laughs> Easy, have, a, done, we have a proper Renault benchmarking system now. We've got Red Bull, we've got Renault, we've got McLaren. Renault, I mean, Renault have really got to be better than McLaren, haven't they? I mean, it shouldn't be hard. 
They've got a full factory backing. They've, you know, they've got their own. They've got full control of their engine and of their, you know. There's no reason they couldn't have developed didn't everything have, together. Didn't they have the same engines? Yeah, they do. But mm. you could argue that a they've got a ton of money from Renault head office. They are the same people developing the engine as the car. So if you can't get everything synchronized, then what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. It, it needs to be good. And they've got two pretty, pretty good drivers. So yeah. So Williams, Williams have made my favourite car in terms of what it looks like. It is hot. So they've got a new design philosophy, which is copying from the cleverer kids' homework and two shit drivers. And curiously, no sponsorship from ZZ. Exactly how long will this year be for them? It's going to be about 18 months, I reckon, <laughs> to get to November. It's going to be <laughs> that kind of year. Okay. It's going to be hard. Not, it's not looking so good So kind of the same as last year. With more promise, and also we found out this is their last year of Martini sponsorship. Mm. Yeah. So the car would wave not look goodbye as nice to that nice year. livery. Uh. It's just depressing, really. So listener Christian Babinal said, "How shit is Williams going to be this season? They looked quite off the pace in testing, and their best driver is old Bobby Onearm, who isn't even racing. We can't say that. That is." I, I agree. We can't say it, but I think it was me that coined that phrase. So he's so, quoting you. So we can say it. That's embarrassing. We're getting off point, so to speak. Very shit. That's my prediction. Okay. I think they're, uh, only Sauber will be shitter. Haas. Haas. Haas looks like Renault's cousin. Still has the horrible Haas on the back. It's trying to look Has-a. like it's going really fast on the rear wing. You mean it's in italics? That's the one. <laughs> Fast font. You must be really confused <laughs> during I'm a word document. Bold. I had to read that bit really quick. Why? <laughs> Just. Hey. I have so little to say about Haas. What was their performance like? I can't remember. No, Were they any good? Probably not. There was a great thing on the Autosport coverage where they've changed the brakes that Grosjean's been complaining about over the last year. Mm-hmm. And then they've got a new brake system at his request. And then he was complaining about the brakes on the first day of the new car. And Gary Anderson was uh, watching trackside and just went, he just brakes too late. <laughs> it's nothing to do with the brakes. He just, he just doesn't know when to brake. <laughs> You'd have thought that would be one of the first things you learn as a racing driver. This is really embarrassing. You'd have thought they'd chucked him out by now, wouldn't you? Just by now going, uh, no one noticed. <laughs> From, I'd say by memory, but I've just Googled them. They've been slightly better than people thought they might be in testing. But there was an autosport kind of... Their weird data gubbins percentage best time of the year, and they so were forced. They the, sort of the panel, but they, they were forced. I don't believe that for a second. Fuel corrected, tire corrected times. Mm. Nonsense. Which could be nonsense, but maybe they'll be fourth. No. That's not a no, chance. Not a chance. No, Next. Absolutely not. <laughs> Rosso has two new drivers and a Honda engine, which should mean that 2018 is a write-off. However, Barcelona testing went well. Were you as surprised as I was? <laughs> kind of, I was, yeah. I mean, surprised, yeah. yes, but sort of, sort Not of as cack- much as I was. cackling in glee. Like, I think Schadenfreude is probably the word, isn't so it? So, Internet Wisdom was very much saying last over the off season when McLaren dumped Honda. Oh, well, what if Toro Rosso next year? Are really good. <laughs> Wouldn't oh, that be funny? <laughs> like, oh, I think actually Toro Rosso be better. And as a kind of seasoned Formula One expert, I'm like, look, <laughs> guys. It's more complicated than that. <laughs> it's not just about, you know, they're going to be good next year. No, there's a lot going on. And actually, they're really good. Yeah. No, it looks like they've sorted the reliability problems out. Turns out the Honda, McLaren were holding Honda back. Yeah, it does seem that that was the way. So, yeah, the Honda engine has been, as far as I can tell, absolutely fine. I mean, Toro Rosso are never going to be as quick as Red Bull, but 
they've been smashing in the laps. They should be, on occasion, challenging for some of those mid-table what do you think of the livery, though, if we're going to be lookist about it? It was really good this time last year. It seems a bit boring this time this yeah, year. Yeah, it's pretty much the same as last year, isn't it? Yeah. I can't remember what it's like. Is it the same as last year? I don't know. I was basically asking you because I couldn't remember. Okay. Okay, Sauber. The Alfa Romeo Sauber F1 team have a new car with a new livery, new engine, and one new driver. Still last. Yep. Look very slow. <sighs> yeah. But they've got no bloody excuses now, have they? They've got Ferrari money. They've got an up-to-date Ferrari engine. They'll they haven't got. Shit, they've though, got. They've got. No, but they have got Charles Leclerc, who's who. What he, what he lacks in sexiness. sexiness makes up for in actually being a decent driver. Whoa, there! Leave <coughs> my Pascal alone. Who, he's I gone now. Say, Stop no, talking about. You him. Say he's gone, but he's been putting up some pretty saucy pictures on Instagram, <laughs> which is making he's, me miss him. He's got to do something to sell DTM. Is that that's what he's gone back to, hasn't he? He's gone to DTM and. Porn. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Sauber does not look particularly good, as far as I can tell. They look quite slow. I, they have what no do we learn in Formula 1? White cars aren't quick, apart from Braun. But <laughs> yeah. Williams and Sauber at the back. Yeah. Also, the, the Sauber looks almost exactly like the uh, Williams from the front, Yeah. Uh, which could really get confusing. confusing. So yeah. I hope they get better. It's nice to see Alfa Romeo back. I'm intrigued to see how Leclerc can get on because I think he's going to absolutely mince Ericsson. So we've got a listener question from the catchy name Single Track Safari. That sounds like a business name plug. Who says, well, if we're working with their marketing team, that should be all right. Yeah, you've got to send them some money, please. Ericsson has nowhere to hide now that Joyless Palmer has been ousted. How bad will he look with a car that is very possibly closer to the pace? It doesn't look closer to the pace. It's, not it's still going to be last. He look, Eric, Eric's, He's I mean, going to look bad compared to That question to implies that Ericsson didn't look shit last year, <laughs> and he did. He so. just looked anonymous last year. Like Of all the drivers that I can remember so little about. I mean, Ericsson's been in F1 for what? Ten Three years. Three years at least? I mean, no, years. He, he drove for like Caterham or something. He's been going for years. I just... <sighs> But do you remember the, nearly every race last year, unless it was a crash, we'd say, do you remember nope. Sauber? Yeah. Nah, no idea. No, uh, I think we're going to get more of that. Although Leclerc, Leclerc versus Sauber Ericsson Sauber have all the markings of being someone's tax write-off. <laughs> <laughs> Ferraris, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> okay, next. So McLaren. <laughs> oh, my God. Or should it be called Kimoa? <laughs> yes. As it's increasingly it's the Alonso show. I'm starting to think, if you don't know about Kimoa, Kamoa is Alonso's fashion label. You can't be taught about Kamoa. Kamoa is a lifestyle. It's a way of living. <laughs> Kamoa is a We're all very Kimoa. big font on a cap. <laughs> and sunglasses. And shirts. And hoodies. And McLarens now. Have you ever think to yourself, what would Adam Partridge wear if he was Spanish? <laughs> Kamoa. But back to the car, unless on fashion labels... Well, they've ditched, livery. but let's start with the engine. Oh, okay. They've ditched the Honda, which really let them oh, down. Oh, it was holding them back. That Honda. Exactly, yeah. exactly. With Finally. That, they had the best chassis. Yeah. <laughs> now they've got Except the... Except all the bits that fall off. <laughs> now they've got the, the, the second least crappy or third least crappy engine. And they how were they in practice? Absolutely abysmal. Mm. Massive day one, On the first day of the McLaren-Renault relationship, a wheel nut falls off the car and pitches Alonso into the gravel. To which they go, oh, you know, these things happen. <laughs> yes. new, a new engine means that obviously the wheel nuts are different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then... Maybe they lost the screwdriver. Well, then it's just like they've cut these holes in the engine in the cover because the engine's overheating. Then they, they burn all the wires in the wiring loom. Then there's a hydraulic issue. Yeah. It's just like, this is... 
piss poor. Yeah, did you see the footage of the pit stop practice that they did? No, what's this? Oh, it's just about, I can't believe you haven't seen it. So basically, Alonso comes in for pit stop practice. Front axle and rear left, all fine. Rear, uh, rear right's like, oh, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on? Can't get it on, can't get it on. It then emerges that they are trying to put the wrong wheel on. They've got the Brilliant. wheel from the other side We've of the car. So they run around, switch, switch, switch things around eventually. And the entire pit stop takes, I don't know, 50 seconds. And it's just comical. And then I saw another clip, which initially I assumed was the same clip, but it's a different one. Where it comes in, the, the guy at the back jacks the car up at the back, and then it just falls off the jack. Oh, my God. I mean, it just, it's like... It's like wacky races. So it's that's what this season's going to be like. Mass- it just seems like everyone at McLaren has just gone, ah, oh, can't be The thing asked. is, they have nowhere to hide. No. After slagging off Honda for years. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. idea that Honda is bagging out laps in the Toro Rosso, and now they're just there going, this wheel nut, oh, oh, turns out Formula <laughs> 1's really hard. <laughs> I was supposed to know. I thought, just did it finger tight? I thought that'd be enough. Um, so how must Alonso be feeling now? Um, well, it's not like he's not. Uh, in fairness, he's got loads of other stuff to do. Well, he yeah, did, we haven't. He also did Daytona, didn't he? he which did we Daytona, about. which was he did. I mean, let's face it. In the last couple of years, Alonso has failed to win the Indy 500, <laughs> failed that to win the Formula One race, fairness. and failed to win the Daytona 500. So 24 hours, whatever. <laughs> Who cares, really? I mean, no one gives a shit. But this year, of course, he's doing Le Mans. Well, he's not just doing Le Mans. He's doing the whole WE season. He's doing WEC. He's doing every race. So is he going to miss how much F1 is No, in fact, well, apparently none. And not only this, WEC have moved the Fuji round of the World Endurance Championship so that Alonso can go and do it. So we're not going to have Button as a one-off? No, he's away doing Super GT in Japan. But um, yeah, so Alonso's basically, uh, like, he's he's doing more other stuff than he is F1 now. F1's just like the thing he does at the weekends or something, (laughs) obviously. He's become a hobby driver whilst he concentrates on his fashion career with (laughs) Kimoa. As I think we should now, for the rest of the season, call him Fernando Kimoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move seamlessly into the state of F1 with Terry Saunders. Well, continuing our last theme, I want to talk about McLaren. We've had to put up with an utter ton of bullshit from them in recent years, from the evocative reunion with both Honda and Alonso, to promises of podiums, whining about engines and yet also bragging about their chassis, whilst never quite learning how to under-promise and over-deliver anything except grid penalties. But this year is different. This year they have the third of four best engines in Formula 1. They have no excuse, nowhere to hide, and it seems after testing, no chance. The bravest thing that McLaren have done in recent years isn't ditching Honda for Renault, but releasing a documentary on Amazon, shitting on Honda over the winter, (laughs) and then coming to Barcelona with such a comedy of errors and failures whilst Toro Rosso hammers in the laps again and again and again with that, quote, awful Honda in the back. The documentary, which mainly consisted of awkward meetings where people are scared to say anything because there's obviously a camera crew in the room, or the charming B-plot of trying to get Stoffel van Dorn, a human shell with his charisma entirely removed to save weight, fit enough to drive a car that just wouldn't go. He'd have been better off eating cheeseburgers and getting a small tray installed on the car to eat while stuck in the gravel. (laughs) The documentary showed not only McLaren's frustrations with Honda, but also their heavy leaning on their own history and basic belief that they are great. If it wasn't for this pesky engine, then they'd be world champions again, honest. Except the testing has shown that this won't be. This is a team that have gotten flabby and soft since their heyday. Day one of testing, wheel nut falls off. New engine overheats. They have to cut holes in the car, there's a hydraulic leak and who knows what else. And none of this quite rings true to this image of the squeaky clean McLaren branded perfection. 
When it goes, admittedly, the car looks good, but it's not going much. All of these problems can be fixed, but they're problems that shouldn't have been there, and clearly this sloppiness has been masked by the rubbish Honda engine. As if the McLaren team is a gourmet meal with some minor niggles. But, I tell you what, undercooked Dauphinois doesn't really get noticed if a chef lets his Alsatian do his shit on top of it. For the fourth year running, I hope McLaren will do better than testing implies. But like Williams, I'm ceasing to truly believe it ever will. But don't worry, I have a solution. Actually, I don't. If this year's is rubbish, then they'll lose Alonso and the exodus of engineers will accelerate until they're truly a midfield team with no chance of being at the top of their game. Ron Dennis was right. They need to be a works team. But with Honda, it never worked. So my solution is this. McLaren, if you're listening, please, 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 be less shit. Thanks. All valid points. Thank you. It's a genuinely serious question, though. If they need to be a works team, what if they were to make their own engine? Because well, they make their own engine for their road cars. 2021, the new engine rules are coming in, um, and a lot of people are putting hope on McLaren making an engine. Well, there's talk of, like in the car industry, which, Phil, you know a lot about, the what you know where all of the uh, manufacturers just get together and make one engine and then give it different names? Yep. So they're saying that Cosworth... Aston Martin, McLaren and someone else are going to make an engine between them and then they're going to just badge it and go this is a tag thingy, this is a Renault this is a Quinoa I mean let's not, let's not forget that there's a chance that Alonso has been sabotaging McLaren Honda stroke Renault so that he can get the team to be a value that his Quinoa company, Quinoa can can take over. He's going to be a hostile takeover. It's going to be McLaren. hostile. It's going to be called the the Kimwa Kimwa. <laughs> so uh, that's an option. But yeah, engines. But that's 2021. We're in 2018. There's still three years. <laughs> some years. Some years. There are still some years before All that right. happens. Is there any hope for this year? For just generally for McLaren? No. Okay. Okay, so that is all we've got time for. It is goodbye to Full Tromans. Goodbye. We haven't had time to talk about F1's new music. They've got a composer in to do a new theme. Do an it. F1 theme. The guy that did music for the Avengers and some other films. And I don't know what it's going to be, but it'll or it'll probably be rubbish. Any guesses? I don't know why they don't just... Somebody on, on social media said... Formula One. <laughs> Formula One. Formula One. Formula One. Formula One. Formula One. Grid girls, no. It might be that. <laughs> Someone said they should just license the chain and be done with it by Fleetwood Mac, which I'm absolutely down they for. They can't afford that. No, probably not. Or um, they just get Hans Zimmer in and just have... Gets Kimmy to do it as well. When when do they use music? I don't... I wonder if it's for the ident. You know, at the beginning of the uh, of every bow, race. Bow, no, that's bow, the old bow, one. Bow, that's the old bow, one. Wow. <laughs> You know when they have the Formula One swoopy logo and the the colours yeah, on yeah. the black background and they have that music which is so anonymous I can't even sing it. Or at the end coverage. of each race they have that weird song that um what's it called the German national anthem when Mercedes <laughs> win. <laughs> Just get rid of that. <laughs> well they always do the um when they do the champagne they do the dum little 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 and it's a goodbye to Terry Saunders. We haven't had time to talk about Fantasy Formula One. Ooh. So if you want to compete against us, the brightest minds in Formula One <laughs> podcasting, if you don't include... Uh, Other podcasts. What's it called? 
Miss Apex. <laughs> Which, by the way, I've had some Twitter messages with the guy from Miss Apex. He seems really guy. nice. We, we do not, we, we've had a bit of a truce. Let's face it, they are the most hardworking guys in Formula One podcasting. So, Terry, how would you find this? Right. So, <laughs> it depends. Jesus Christ. It depends on your starting position. If you're near a computer or phone, it's easy. If you're not, step one, get near your computer or phone. Unlock it, open it, whatever, face ID, thumbprint, whatever you need. <laughs> then go to the web the web browser. Could be Safari, Firefox, Mozilla. Internet uh, Explorer. Internet Explorer. Uh, no, probably not. Internet Edge. Um, oh, yeah. Then go to www.ff1s.com forward slash your fantasy. <laughs> have you made that yet? <laughs> that isn't that you're going to have to take the stuff that's on that particular URL off and put the put the, the rival. Uh, the well, as you know, I've got machine learning on that page right now to show you your fantasy, whoever goes <laughs> on it. So we'll change that now because uh, it's just going to be a... There's a, a lot of photos of Pascal Verlein on that page. <laughs> no, no, your fantasy. Whoever, the, the fantasy of oh, the shit. person who what? logs on. I assumed it was yours. Oh my God, what does this say about me? Yeah, it's like Google search. When I log on, the fantasy is just uh, three hamsters and a <laughs> cheese grater. <laughs> Beginning to find out how Maud died. <laughs> so we're back in two weeks' time for the Australian Grand Prix. F1 is back, bitches. You can follow us on Twitter at For F1's Sake if you want our sarcastic tweets during a race. And get involved with our Facebook page if you want to say in our listeners' corner. Facebook.com forward slash For F1's Sake. We have a shop, by the way. You can buy a T-shirt. Where can you buy that, Terry? Right. Okay. We'll presume you've got the internet browser open. It's ff1s.com forward slash shop. And please like, share, review, and generally, can you bang on about us to anyone that hasn't listened on iTunes or wherever you're hearing us from? Thanks for listening. See you in a fortnight. Goodbye. See you later, alligator. Sports Social Podcast Network.